Welcome to 626 Ohana California Adventures podcast number 19. Where we talk all things Disney, theme parks, and travel. I'm Brad. I'm Kim. And we have a lot of news to cover today. Cruise news. And as the CDC turns, the, the saga continues. Also, we got a whole bunch of airline news coming up. Uh, theme park news from California and Florida. And of course, we're going to have some Disney updates and news. But we're going to be covering all that a little bit later with our experiences at Walt Disney World. So you might have seen that or noticed that we were missing last week. Yeah, um, you may have heard our last podcast may have sounded a little funny because we were actually doing that at the Grand Floridian and Walt Disney World. It was kind of, and it's hard to keep up with just everything when you're on vacation like that. So I think in the future, we're just, when we're gone, we're just going to take those vacation times and yeah, just little breaks. We'll see. And also we weren't impressed with the sound that we had. Unfortunately, yeah. when we did the podcast, I really, we missed our mics. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. It was very odd not having mics. So uh, we wanted to make sure we sound good and everything else, but we also want to make sure we had the time to sit down and do the updates. Like Kim writes all this out all the time. Yeah. I kind of like, if you think about it, I do like a mini script in a way. I kind of do like a, uh, What's the word I want to look like? You do all the research and you do all the bullet points that we hit. Yeah, them I put them in bullet points. There's that's a good way. So it's we, almost like a like a presentation in a way format, but we kind of ad lib off of it after we've talked about everything. Yeah, and we want to make sure that we have everything covered and we don't miss anything. So let's go ahead and get started with the cruise news and our weekly saga as the CDC turns. Okay, well, first of all, not surprising, there was an outbreak of COVID. On the Royal Caribbean's Odyssey of the Sea, not necessarily saying it's shocking it's that ship or that company, but it was bound to happen. Well, I mean, you're on a cruise. I mean, it's like I said, cruise lines and viruses. Well, they were overseas and the crew on the Odyssey of the Sea have not been vaccinated yet. Oh, they hadn't been vaccinated. Ooh. No. So, oh, okay. and they'd been in port. So they had just gone ashore in Port of Palma in Malaraca, Spain. Okay, that's kind of a hard one to say. <laughs> right, I'm not even sure 100% I said that right. Anybody in Spain may be listening? I'm sure we didn't say it right. <laughs> I definitely cannot say it with your beautiful <laughs> accents. I wish I could. So they had this in Spain. So the crew got it while they're in port? Well, they've had to because they've been on the ship and they've been bouncing on and off port. So somewhere they had to get it in some oh, port. Oh, that's too bad. Now, is it a coincidence it just happened to be that port or maybe it's a port before i don't know but that's well, just the last port they were in well we know what the incubation period if i can say that right is what uh anywhere from two to 14, 14 day, days, days. Yeah. so yeah i mean i imagine they're going back and tracing exactly where they stepped at right and then there was a fifth member that had an inconclusive test so they're treating that as a positive all five crew members were escorted off the ship and obviously, given medical care and other things, and uh, the ship is making its way back to the U.S., so they are still testing en route all this way, but I can imagine if you're in the middle of the ocean and... Uh, yeah, the, ooh, can you imagine the rough ocean and... Well, I mean, I'm just saying if they had an outbreak of one and then there's no stops to get people off, it's just going to be wildfire. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they, they've isolated it quick enough. Hopefully. And, you know, a lot of these people, they've been tested probably continuously every time they're on the ship or coming right. in. Right, they airport. just might have gone to one country or one port that just happened to have a hot spot and nobody knew. Because all of, every, all five of these crew members that they're talking about, all were asymptomatic. Oh, wow. So they, they didn't show any sim no. symptoms at all. Mm -mm. And that's... That's problem. even worse. Yeah. 
Because at least if you, somebody starts coughing or something, you can, or you're having a fever, you're like, mm, we need to isolate you right away. Yeah, hopefully they decide to go ahead and get those crew members, uh, get the vaccination on them. So that well, the plan is for them when they get back to the U.S. is for the crew, th- that 95% of the crew to get vaccinated. They just hadn't made that crossing yet. Oh, okay. Well, at least and they- I don't know what it's like in other countries. Yep. Okay. Well, um, in other news, other than that, with Royal Caribbean, they got the go-ahead to do a simulated test cruise. So, uh, the Freedom of the Sea ship will be the first cruise that has been approved for the stimulated cruises, uh, test cruises, in late in June. Okay. It's going to be done with volunteers. So, I want to say it was around the holidays into the beginning of the year, there was this huge like rush of you could sign up to be a volunteer. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, those have already been, I don't know if they're going to add more in or they're just going to go from that group that already signed up. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. I, I mean, I wonder if they sent it out to their, like, their loyalty club for volunteers. or Could have been, but I heard it was on Facebook as well. Oh, I think no. I saw it, but I was thinking we're not, we couldn't get the time off and... I didn't know if you were going to be vaccinated and where our world... Of course, we all expected this months ago. Well, of course, we were expecting you know, to be done in um, uh, you know three weeks or a month at most. That we're going to have to put delay everything, right? Well, no. I mean, for the volunteer cruises, they I thought know, they were I going mean, to be quick. I mean, from all the, all the virus stuff, we thought it was going to be quick. So everything's been delayed in our world. <laughs> yeah, but this was just a little much longer than anybody anticipated. <laughs> but... Just to let you know, those stimulated volunteers are required to test procedures such as embarking and disembarking, medical evacuations if needed, and onboard dining, entertainment, activities, and fitness. So they're going to have to like... They have to run through routines that they have to do then. That's a good way to put it. That they're going to have to simulate like... uh, Well, I know they do this like with the airport openings. They simulate the chaos and everything else that could go wrong or things that could happen. At, you know, for when they open a new airport airport or even new well, gates and stuff like that. So they know what can go wrong. This reminds me, we were just at uh, Walt Disney World and we were walking by the pool and they were doing the CPR drills at the beginning of the day. So I guess it kind of be like that, like being yeah. a part of a drill. Yeah, I mean, it's it's meant to, to have that randomness of things happening. I mean, that's why they do these tests. Exactly. But you, the volunteers, I think you have to go in with a different mindset. Obviously, this is not a paid cruise it's not going to go smoothly uh you can't be <laughs> complaining about what is versus what was yeah and obviously that it means uh, it's meant for the learning curve so exactly so it's going to be a rough go for sure and i'm sure they'll either make things change afterwards or they'll loosen requirements but i mean a free cruise but then again if there's an outbreak you know you might be confined to your room for the duration of the cruise yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, that's hopefully a chance you get a balcony. That's a chance to take, and that's the thing about being one of these volunteers. You get kind of a free cruise, but you're also kind of working for them. So, right. Oh. I just hope you don't get an inside room. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing because that would. Oh, you, you just hate those inside rooms. I do hate inside rooms. <laughs> I have this thing about I need a window. Okay, so let's go ahead and go from Royal Caribbean to Celebrity. Celebrity Edge is going to be the first major cruise line uh, to set sale as far as without any stimulated cruises anything they've gotten the cdc stamp of approval yeah so those simulated cruises uh the reason they don't have to do it is because there's 95 percent of the crew they'll be vaccinated and 95 percent of the guests vaccinated my guess is going to be 100 percent based on what they're saying yeah uh 
Well, maybe there's like that 5% in there, uh, people who can't get the vaccination. I don't know how they're going to handle that. Yeah, but it'll be interesting. Uh, So, Did they have an age? Yeah, so it's going to be 16 and older, um, fully vaccinated until August 1st, and they'll be 12 years old and older once they're fully vaccinated. Oh, okay. That's, I mean... Yeah, they're going to set sail June 26th from Fort Lauderdale. But the weird part is there's no itinerary set. <laughs> it's a cruise to nowhere. You know what? Huge cruise fans are itching. I don't know if they care. I don't know. I mean, it'd be kind of hard. Or maybe it's like their private island I don't know to. if I could book a cruise not knowing where I'm going, though. Yeah, I'm too much of a planner. That would drive me nuts. Yeah, well, I don't I don't mind sitting out sitting out and sea and just kind of looking out the window and reading a book. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that too. But true, I could see maybe that they're trying to arrange with ports that they can go to. Because this exactly. is exactly because whatever ports they go to, they have to have some kind of arrangement for medical evacs and there's too many. Yeah, little there's things. just little variables. So maybe they maybe even they're going. I don't know if celebrity has their own private island or anything like that. I'm not as familiar with celebrity mm-hmm. as the I am the other big. I'll be honest. The other cruise lines that yeah. we know about because we've been on them before and we've just never done celebrities. So, but I'm sure they have arrangements and maybe they're just trying to get the okay from those local governments before they put them into their itinerary for a Caribbean cruise. Could be, or maybe it's just finalizing. Or maybe it's just a big. Uh, I mean, this just happened days ago, so this wasn't like <laughs> this wasn't like uh, something that you know they had time to really put together, and then they have to figure out their cruises afterwards and build those itineraries. It's kind of a never-ending loop if you will or they're just gonna go cruise by the islands hey look see there's an island over there hi <laughs> there's our island stopped <laughs> it's not like when you're on the jungle mm-hmm. cruise and like oh look at that pretty flower look at that pretty flower oh that one's my favorite <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay okay so well that's good um so getting into uh the, as the cdc turns but also maybe we should call this as the governor of florida turns as well <laughs> I don't know. Do we call? I I don't know if we call him hero or villain. I think that depends on what your standpoint is. Well, it's. I'd uh, love to know what if people think he's a hero or a villain. I'm sure you're going to get both, no matter what you say. Um, I think there's a middle ground, but I think he's also trying to get everything open again. But he also wants to make sure that people's, you know, in a way that their rights are protected. But I, it, there's no middle ground compromise going on here with everybody. So. So okay. So basically what we're saying is Governor DeSantis is at it again and he may prevent or cause a relocation of that first celebrity cruise at the Celebrity Edge that we were talking about. DeSantis says companies doing business in Florida includes celebrity cruises should immediately cease to impose such discriminatory policies upon individuals. Companies that violate this law would be subject to a fine of $5,000. Each time they require a passenger to present a vaccine passport for service. And then he goes on to say, we look forward to seeing celebrity cruises set sail in compliance with Florida law. And here's where, you know, people are going back and forth. This is a state versus federal issue. Right. It's a CDC that's saying it's not necessarily, they're definitely calling out celebrity on this. He yeah. is. Well, because they're obviously coming back and saying, hey. That this is what we're doing because they, they don't want, they are making the minimum what they need to do so they don't have to do the stimulated uh, stimulated simulated cruise and so they can go back to cruising and this is what they have to do. Do you saying, know what this reminds me of? What's that? Is a child when you ask go to mom and you ask a question and your mom says go to your father and ask <laughs> and then your father goes but what did your mother say and then your the poor child is stuck in between. Well, celebrity cruises is this in between <laughs> child. Yeah, I mean really. You know, 
where's the federal in this whole situation? And this has been the history of our country is states versus federal law. Where, who, who has the more power and everything else? All right, my history buff. Yeah, well, I, lo- I mean... I what lo- do you say? It's overall and just the way it le- federal law always trumps state law. Okay. And that's just the way it is. But the states should always have a say and they want to have what their local laws for employment and stuff like that are. But this is a, a situation in my mind I could be completely wrong of interstate commerce. So that's where federal law comes in. Okay. Um, so I can see it, you know, cause they're, they're employed in the state of Florida and saying this with the vaccinations, but I also see celebrity going, you know what, this is what federal law says. This is what we have to follow. And that's what we have to do. We have to go into courts. That goes back to my mom and dad child fight. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's not easy. This is something that, quite frankly, it, it, people need to set all their politics aside. And wait a minute. Down. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean. <laughs> okay, I got to laugh because set aside the politics, that doesn't really ever well, happen. That's, I know. And it's it's two extremes on both sides that they need to sit down with the cruise industry and just come hammer out something. Because this is not helping anybody. And I, and I said that this over and over and over again. But I guess, you know, that's where we're at now. Hopefully that everybody comes to a nice medium or that somehow COVID just disappears, goes away. You spent too much time in Fantasyland last week, didn't you? Yeah, especially when I had a nice little drink. <laughs> okay. We all can have that happy, right? Yeah. All right, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to the happier news. Uh, well, I guess maybe not happier news, sorry. So Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceana, and Regent Seven Seas are all part of the same parent company. Mm-hmm. And the CEO has said they will not resume sailing until at least October 16th. But uh, this is really confusing. I got an email yesterday on this, and it's showing that NCL has a cruise set on their website for August 7th. And this is a cruise f- sailing out of Seattle to Alaska. Okay, well, we'll get to that for a second. But, but so it's two different. Huh? Yeah. Right? Because these are a day. Of, these were technically his email was yesterday, and so was the same uh, re- press release. So this is kind of a weird. Yeah, and they were also saying they're, they're guaranteeing their cruises, I think, until. Let me look at this. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, and it's re- it's really cru- really confusing. I mean, I was really surprised they get this. Uh, I mean, I guess if you put the money down, they'll refund it if you want or do that future cruise credit yeah, kind of deal. Actually, they're actually um, giving free airfare with this. I mean, it's a free airfare. Yeah, I mean to Alaska. Whoa. Okay. But it's really interesting because the first sale date is August seventh, twenty twenty one. Okay, so here's what they have. Book your mind with vacation with peace of mind. Feel free and ease with Norwegian's risk-free cancellation policies. Now available on all cruises for cruises departing in or before October 2021. Cancel up to 60 days prior for a refund or up to 15 days prior for a future cruise credit. Okay. Okay. And it says for cruises departing in or after November 2021. Cancel up to 120 days prior for a refund. That's almost not too far away. Yeah, it's really weird because, um, you know, they say, well, you can cancel it if you want to, if you want to book it, but they're showing that they book it right now. And, uh, you know, it's. And they're giving free airfare? Yeah. yeah what? They're, yeah, they're giving them a ton of things here. They have free at sea, uh, get uh, free open bar, free specialty dining, free excursions, free Wi Fi. 
why aren't we going? And if you, there's more that, of course, they have... Inst- By August 7th, we could get Hayden vaccinated. Yeah, there's, I mean, they're, they're doing a whole bunch of free offers. I don't know if the airfare is on this one or this offer, depending on it, starting at $804 per person. I mean... With, it, with all that? With free excursions and drink well, alcohol? We know how this, you know, what they advertise and what you get sometimes could be a little bit different. <laughs> okay. But that's what they're advertising. But I was really surprised to see this. And then Kim was talking talking about it. I go, well, I just looked at NCL. And they said they're going to Seattle. They're going out of Seattle. It was kind of funny because I was going through, like, we run through these news articles and things that we're going to talk about real quick. And Brad's like, wait, I just had an email yesterday. I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, I guess that's to be determined. Yeah, but they're the first ones, I think, to announce in Alaska season. Not really. Oh, they're not? But anyways, Ooh. how can that happen? Oh, well, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Oh, I guess you're right. I, I didn't see your notes down here. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. talking about Alaska, and this is where this is coming into, is President Biden has signed the Alaskan Tourism Restoration Act into law. Finally, they passed a bill on this. Okay, this is months too late, by the way. Yeah. So this allows cruise ships to let sail to Alaska without stopping in, foreign, in a foreign country. Which, you know what? We've been saying this for how long? Yeah, I think this is a temporary at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, I understand this is a temporary thing because, again, Canada is saying no. Right. So, And it's really cutting off all of the states. I mean, the economy is suffering so much because it's such a huge tourist state. Yeah, and I mean, this is, I mean... And there's a lot of people who want to go to Alaska. It's like we've talked about the research in there. Some of those those towns are 90%. They're hurting. Uh, yeah, ninety percent of their income comes from Alaska tourist season for them coming from cruises, and it's a huge percentage for them. And this is killing them. It is. It's that it is. that part to hear people are uh, lives and are being affected that much. I mean, a lot of us can't even imagine to what they're going through yeah. for this long. No, no, absolutely not. But it's great that they're able to do this. But the problem is, is we're getting towards the end of the Alaskan sc- cruise season because of know. weather. Well, okay, so let's talk about that cruise season. Three other cruise companies have released sailing dates, starting with Carnival Cruises, which will set sail July 27th. Holland America will set sail July 24th. And Princess Cruises will set sail July 25th. But you need to keep in mind the CDC needs to clear each ship first. And they also have to either do the 95%... Or a simulated... A simulated cruise. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because NCL, with their announcement, said August 7th. So this is actually... They're starting almost a week behind. Almost two weeks behind. These other cruise lines going to Alaska. Yeah. Which is what they're, what they're saying. Who but kn- keep in mind, I... I'm I mean, this was just literally signed into law a few days ago. So, I mean, everybody had to skip around and figure out what they're going to do. They've got to, in some cases, maybe relocate the ships back over there. Yeah, I mean, we're really, NCL already announced their ship, too. They said what ship was going to be there. They all have. Yeah, and so they know what ships are going over there. They maybe already have them over there. Yeah, I haven't paid that close enough attention. Um, So maybe that's what they're kind of looking at, what's over there right now, so they can get things going. So maybe they, you know... With all those ships over there, that's what they have. They're trying to get the fleet going. I imagine they're scrambling at this point. Yes. So, you know, cruise season, I, I and I said it, and I said I kept saying it, August at the earliest. I think we're still looking at August. I think some of these early ones that they're announcing are going to be delayed. Yeah, I, I don't know. They've cleared one ship so far, and that's for the end of June. So they'd have to go and 
How well, many ships are out there across how many well, companies? Yeah, and that's, that's going to be a Caribbean cruise. That's not going to be a Alaskan cruise. So maybe that one. Plus, I would wonder, like, how ready is Alaska for this? I mean, I know we keep hearing in the news how much work has been put into the Florida ports. Mm-hmm. But now the Alaskan ports, this, I mean, they've kind of heard rumblings, but how ready are they? Oh, we'll have to see. And how ready are these towns and excursions and oh, I'm sure the towns companies? Will be, I'm sure the towns are lining up right now saying, well, we can get this going online in less than a week. Probably. They're well, used to it. Yep. But just the thought of maybe they have to hire more people and, you know, who knows? Who knows? Hire back from furlough. Or maybe they're just going to run it with, with what they can. I mean, yeah. at this point. Well, we'll see. All right, let's go from cruising to airline news. So Southwest Airlines. is going to be bringing back coffee service on June 24th for all flights over 250 miles. Yay. And they're going to be bringing back alcohol service on June 24th for Hawaiian flights. Aloha. (laughs) That's all I can think of. (laughs) Ha. Right? And July 24th for flights over 250 miles. Of course, alcohol is always for a fee unless you're flying certain classes. Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting because we were on our last flight and we had I had a, coffee, a cup of coffee on our flight. We were on Delta. Yeah, I know, but uh, I know last Southwest is a, which I wouldn't call it an ultimate budget, but they're like a budget airline. Yeah, they're they are definitely more so than a lot, but it's just kind of different that you know they've all come back at their own weird ways. Yeah, we could have bought a margarita or old fashioned on Delta. Woohoo! <laughs> really taking off. But I'm bum. Bum. I love my dad jokes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's kind of nice. You know, I'm glad to see Southwest. You know, I mean, there a lot. Of, I know a lot of people fly them all the time and love them. I do too. There are diehard Southwest fans. Yeah, and you know they earn that reason for that. You they know, do. I, I, I guess I always get stressed out about picking seats and where we're going to end up, and I just don't like that stress. Yeah, and what Southwest was, uh, unfortunately for us, is that we usually fly to, we want to go to Orlando, we want to go nonstop, and we just don't have that option. Yeah, that wouldn't be impossible on Southwest. Impressed. So that's just kind of the only reason we really don't fly them. I mean, we've done that to Vegas and like shorter hops. Oh, yeah, that and... was great on Vegas. No yeah. issues. Yeah, that's great. So, um, but we just don't fly them enough. I, no, I we don't. don't. So it doesn't mean we wouldn't, but it's just. Like I said, I do. I know you can pay for upgrades and all this other stuff to pick your seats ahead of time or be in a higher mileage or whatever. There, but it's just not. A lot of times, I want to make sure I want to sit where I want to sit. I don't <laughs> want to get stuck in the middle seat because we get one of the last boarding groups or something. Mm-hmm. And talking airlines, there is a new airline. Breeze Airways has taken off as the newest budget airline. Okay, so I'm going to let you announce. So, because <laughs> I can't say this word very well. So they fly on Embraer, Embraer, ah, Embraer regional jets. I'm, I'm probably saying that right. That's uh, why I let you say it. There are no middle seats. It's nonstop to smaller cities in the eastern part of the U.S. So there's one free small carry-on, like your backpack, purse, whatever that goes underneath the seat. And afterwards, it's twenty dollars per bag, whether it's carry-on or checked. Okay. Ouch. Okay. Well, that's <clears throat> really in the realm of things. That's pretty much kind of what it's been like in the regular airlines too now. No, it's not. What is it, $10 per bag? No, they're talking about if you brought it, your small one plus the check bag, that second check oh, is going to be $20. so they only have one personal item, that's it. Right. So if you brought a person a backpack, you're... That's it. You can bring your small stowaway suitcase without paying 20 bucks. Oh, so you, that's it. Wow. 
Yeah, they're $39 one-way tickets. Okay. So, eh, yeah. And there's if you want a pre-flight seat assignment, it's going to be $10. So, and families will be seated together without an extra charge. Oh, so that's good how nice know. of them. Although, you know, there's some families that don't want to be seated next to their other ones. <laughs> but you know what? There's not as many upcharges as the other uh, new budget airline, Avalo. Okay. Avalo. Avalo. Uh, we haven't flown them yet. Yeah, our, our pronunciations this, this show have just been terrible. <laughs> what can we say? Um, yeah, but you know what? The funny part is that here in Southern California, we've actually seen a ton of these planes up in the sky. Yeah, it's been kind of weird. Yeah, because we can actually see that bright or that purple. Yeah, you can. It, it's really bright from the ground, so you can tell like. As soon as they flew over, we knew exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, we got into Universal Studios and stuff. We're like, oh, there goes the Avalo. Um, what's, what surprises me is that they're, um, these Embraer regional jets, um, running in the Northeast, you know, weather, these are small jets and we, we've flown on before, uh, being in Montana, but these jets were more and more likely to be delayed because of weather concerns. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've, I've had some like on these smaller ones, we used to live in Montana there's times I wanted to kiss the ground as soon as we landed. <laughs> and so these smaller jets have a little bit more, I would say, weather concerns. And northeast is not the easiest weather in the winter. No. Um, and this is a lot of the reason you'll see, uh, well, it's Alaskan Airlines before it was Horizon Airlines, used the Bombardier mm-hmm. um, planes that had the propellers because they could run in cold weather a lot easier. I don't know. I mean, one of their stops is like from... I know they've gone to like Georgia to Tampa, so oh, their weather's that's, not. That, yeah, that, it's that's like, not a big issue. It's the same as when yeah. you get frozen. Freezing no, they're cold. not like going up as far as like Washington D.C. or New York. I mean, this is uh, very regional. I like, thought that, I thought you were talking about the northeastern part of the United States. No, 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 no. Eastern. Okay. No, it's more southern eastern, I guess. Okay, then it makes perfect sense they're running those there. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, so yeah, um, but you know the small reason there. If you ever have never been in one, they're small. Uh huh. All right, United Airlines announced a new giveaway called Your Shot to Fly for the Mileage Plus members who get vaccinated. So you have to upload your vaccination records to the website until June 22nd, and the winner is announced July 1st. Wait till you hear what you could win. So should I do it in my game show? Tell them what they want, Bob. You've won 30 pairs of round-trip tickets for two in any class service to anywhere the airline flies. How was that? Awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so are you telling me I could fly from LAX to Australia all on, like, their business class, first class, like, those crazy cabins that, you know, you get, like, your own fold-out bed? If United flies there, you can. <laughs> I'm having too much fun with that. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I mean, seriously, that's the kind of thing. You're like, oh, where would we go? Oh, we'd have the dream trips in that year. I mean, I think, I think I'd have to quit my job. I think that's the time you you just take everything off, take all that savings <laughs> that you had, and take that year to travel. Okay, I don't know about all the savings. That might be a bit rash, but okay, we'll sell your car. That's Ooh, that. Thanks. <laughs> I think your car's newer. Yeah, but I need my car. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. So it'd be one of those opportunities, though. I mean, look at that. 30 flights, round pair, three pairs of round-trip tickets. For two, yeah. For one year. I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. 30 pairs. I mean, that's more than once a month. 
You figure you have that's three, twice a month. You'd you go ha- somewhere. You have three of you have. We have a family three. That'd be three of us. That would be ten round trip ticket trips. Yeah. To anywhere we want to go, and I mean, could you imagine? I mean, well, it's pair of two, so I don't know if they're stuck together. We we might have to take my mom with us. Oh, okay, so when thirty pair, hmm, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, so maybe it is that way. So maybe with it that you would have to have four. Yeah, and then they to cut it down or two couple or two yeah. whatever, however you do it, but. Mm. I mean, seriously, we can... Well, it'd be 30 trips or two, right? Brad's all, he's planning this. I'm figuring this this out. (laughs) Brad's like, I'm already upright. I'm already uploading my vaccination. Hey, you have already know what you're going to do with the lottery winnings that you're going to win. The only problem with that is I actually have to play. Yeah, I know. But you still already have no idea what you want to do if you won the lottery. Yeah, I think we've all (laughs) had that fantasy. What if I won the lottery? What if I won these tickets? Yeah, that'd be cool. Where would I I go? I mean, that's cool. I mean, obviously, we're not uh, Mileage Plus members, so... Yeah, we are. Are we? I don't know where you've been. Oh, I didn't know that. She does all that stuff. Exactly. Okay. So well, maybe we'll win. Woohoo. <laughs> uh, <coughs> podcast we will do once every two weeks, and they're going to be fun if we won that. <laughs> but so let's go from flying to anywhere to our theme park news for California and Florida this week. All right. So. Just like a lot of theme parks, there's been a lot of talk about masks in the last two weeks in Florida, or week and a half. No, it's been two weeks already. Holy moly. Yeah, it has. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) now they're the first theme park to announce that in Florida, the employees are now allowed to not wear masks if they are fully vaccinated outdoors. So SeaWorld Orlando is taking that that stand now. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I mean, really, and... I will talk a little bit more about it when we talk about our Disney stuff. When we get into our trip and what we experienced. But I can see in August, wearing those masks would be miserable. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, then going from from no masks to where you still have to wear masks, Universal Studios Hollywood. So, okay. <laughs> I know. One state is <laughs> wide open and it's liberated in a way. And- and California's still clamped down. Trust so. me, but this was a hard thing pill for us to swallow. <laughs> it was so weird coming back home, but we'll get to that. Uh, Universal Studios Hollywood, a temperature checks have ended, but you still need to wear masks and eat in designated areas and practice social distancing. And I would imagine with the eating in designated areas, it's still the actively eating and drinking Correct. without masks. Uh, Universal Studios Hollywood is now at a 35% capacity, which... It kind of goes with what reports we've been hearing back on some of our YouTube videos that people are just saying their lines are massive. Yeah, I think one of our our interesting videos to check out over on our YouTube channel is our 626 Ohana CA channel for 626 Ohana, California, is that we're getting a lot of response and is is the uh, Express Pass Worth It video. It's in our videos. If you care to check that out. And there's been a lot of feedback on that video. There's been a lot of... People saying that that actually was sold out one time at noon that they were saying to us. Yeah. But anyways, I would check out that video because we give a lot of tips on how to make the most out of it and do we recommend it and things Mm -hmm. like that. So that's kind of a fun little video. And And we do it around the park. I mean, we kind of go around the parks and show a lot of stuff. And probably to add to that capacity now is going to be annual pass holders are no longer needed to make reservations. So you and I could go tomorrow, no problem. Well, I imagine as long as, <laughs> not, long as you're underneath that 35% capacity, though. Right, that's true. Um, but 
But yeah. you know, sometimes in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, and you got to think a lot of Universal Studios people that go there for at least here. They leave uh, early. Well, they're we're also, Southern Californians. But, yeah, it's kind of well, like that's our point. DNA. We're Southern Californians, which most of them are annual pass holders. Right, but let me put it to you this way: There's, I mean, we I'm, tend to leave early from events because we don't want to get stuck in traffic. We don't want to be late, but. It's just kind of a weird Southern California thing. You know, one thing I've wondered about this is the, the blackout dates I wonder still apply. Yes. Okay, so that maybe that's why they're doing no... That I do know for sure. Maybe that's why they're not doing any more reservations because it's going to be start for your... Depending on your tier is that you're going to start reducing those annual pass holders that can go to the parks those months. Okay. And that may make sense with that. It does. Um, also, they announced... The dino... No, it's actually been shown that the dino play area reopened in Jurassic World. Oh, okay. I thought they announced it. Okay. No. Oh, wow. It's open. So that is kind of like the kids' play area. This is the first play area in, like, playground area, if you will, in California and Florida that I've heard of reopening. Yeah, because they still had it closed in Florida. Yeah, at, all of them in Florida were closed at Disney World. Yeah, the dino... Well, the same kind of dino dig. dig that they have at uh, Animal Kingdom was still closed in Florida. Yeah, and even like they have like a playground out of, uh, in front of Mouse Gears that was closed. Yeah. So, so this features a fossil dig site, a jungle climber, a rope plank bridge, and a massive like a dinosaur head like skull. It looks like a gym. Like kids can run and play, like okay. kind of climb the, the or whole whatever. Ju- the whole Jurassic Park thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool little place. Yeah, I mean. You know, we noted that in our video that it was closed and we didn't know it was going to open, obviously. Well, this is almost a month later. later. So. Maybe they're spraying it down. I don't know. It would be the hard part with the kid, with kids and touching everything. But another thing we could be seeing is because the restrictions on out-of-state children right now, and it's only in-state children, maybe they're not seeing a whole lot of kids right now. They're seeing more. Yeah, but that that's going to change on soon. Yeah. I mean, they haven't announced for Universal exactly when that's going to change I yet, don't think FYI. We're gonna, yeah, I don't think we're going to hear anything until maybe a week before. But Disney, oh, okay, well, we'll get to the Disneyland yeah. news. No, we'll see that. Uh, so the studio scoops have reopened on the lower lot as well, uh, which is worth mentioning because the temperature is heating up and Universal Hollywood it tends to be a warmer place to go to. It does. And this has ice cream, your ice cream cones, sundaes, milkshakes, all that good stuff. When we were there, I walked by it and I was like, oh, man, I'm sad it's closed. <laughs> yeah. it's kind Like of just a little ice cream cone would have been really nice. Ironically, I think we've only had an ice cream there for maybe once or twice. Ooh. It's been a while. Yeah. We don't tend to eat. You know what? We don't really eat ice cream there, but a lot of. T- yeah. It's one of those things you think about. It was like. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. I guess, you know what, Disney is so well known for their ice cream that I guess we don't think about it as much at Universal because they don't have like a Mickey's Premium Bar or like a Shrek Bar. Or maybe, I don't we know. Need, maybe we need to stop by and have an ice cream next time we're there and see what it's like. I won't say no. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. It's just we haven't done it for a while. And I can't remember. I was like, I think I only did it once or twice and it was a long time ago. So I'm actually thinking we need to get back to Universal soon. Yep. Uh, talking about uh, ice cream cones, we can throw a snowball into that, can't we? But a bum. <laughs> Secret Life of Pets character Stoneball has now now has an interactive meet and greet from the balcony. So he'll talk to guests and ask them questions such as, "Who's your leader?" <laughs> I like that bunny. Oh my goodness, love Snowball! Uh, <laughs> I could just imagine the cheeky little comments that come from him. And just having a good time and fun. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and Snowball's awesome. I mean. I don't know. I, I love, even though he's just such a. He's a bunny with He's attitude. like a villainous bunny that turns out to have a soft side. Yeah. 
And so yeah, that's kind of cool. They're doing that. So uh, Universal has been really good about uh, trying to do different character meet and greets and different things like that. So right, they had minions out and all kinds of stuff when we were there. So yeah. and they even had was it Bumblebee that was out at Transformer? Yeah, I think they had Bumblebee doing things. I mean, they had a lot more things out, uh, even though they were socially distanced. But they were still trying to get that those characters and everything out there. But Disney did a DCA too. And they had Tiana on the balcony at Disneyland. I would say almost Disney did a better job at DCA with Chip and Dale, uh, Ex- yeah. all that stuff, than Disneyland was doing. Yes, Disneyland needed some help. And Disney hate, California Adventure was better. I hate to say it. They did a lot better job of than Florida in the parks. I'm going oh, yes. to say in the parks. Yes. The, the clarify that a little bit. Um, of course, we can talk about that when we get to our Disney news. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of interesting. Also, what's awesome and I'm really excited to see is Waterworld has quietly returned on the weekends. So there's no official show times are given. So maybe inconsistent. Yeah. So it, I think this is more probably getting the actors back into the swing of things. I think this is like a soft opening. Yeah. Trying to get things going. Cause obviously this equipment and everything's been sitting for a year mm-hmm. and obviously they may need to get a little more practice practice. Yeah. Uh, you just get back into what they need to do. Waterworld is a show that I really enjoy. It's fun, especially if you sit up above the splash zone. You know what? When it gets really hot, the f- splash zone could be fun. Kind of cool off. Well, that's when everybody's sitting in the splash zone. <laughs> I know, right? We're very <laughs> yang and yang. If it's not, if it's too it's, hot, we're temperature driven. Yeah, uh, except so- for little kids, they don't care what time of year it is. They want to get drenched. But so it's exciting to get the show back. It is. It, and plus, it's going to help with ride times a little bit. Mm-hmm. And other news, and we have reported this earlier about Hollywood Horror Nights. Okay, so more visible uh, construction has been cited for the Halloween Horror Nights uh, maze construction. It obviously has not. It hasn't been confirmed that it's coming back yet. But we've talked to... Uh, team members over at guest services and they said last year they actually had all the mazes built and ready to go just in case yep and they said this year that they were doing the same they were already preparing at that point to get the things going okay i don't care what shift i have to trade or what deal i have to make i want to go to opening night i really do (laughs) I love Halloween Horror Nights, and that is just my jam. I hate, I hate to say it. I think opening night is going to be packed, and it doesn't matter how early it is this year. Oh, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. We're seeing that with the parks numbers and how many people are going there, and I think people just want to get out of their house and go do something, get back to the parks. It's something that's normal. Exactly. And you know what? It's a beloved event for many. Yep. So I I don't know. It's not my favorite thing. I know you love going to it, and that's love the reason it. I go to it. I just have fun with the actors, but I don't know how much we're going to have that this year. So we'll have to see how mo- how much modified they do it. They will, but all right. Don't well, rain on my parade if, there. If not, I hope we go to back the full way it was. Bring back Chucky. Oh, my gosh. Chucky Emporium. Um, which is insult, not going to happen. That's just, which is probably not going to happen. Chucky's Insult <laughs> Emporium uh, got a little too uh, insulting for some. Yeah. You, at that time, you definitely had to be 18. You should have been 18 and over to be in that one. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, definitely could not. You'd have to have not be so sensitive there, and uh, I don't think with times that they could get away with half of it. Yep. Okay, so let's go from all our California, Florida news to talking about the big one, which is Disney updates and news at this moment. Okay, yeah, because our Disney segment is huge, and I know we've been talking for a few, but this is really mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's just massive. Okay, first of all, uh, Jungle Cruise second trailer was released. Yep. Uh, of course, once again, it's going to be the movie's going to be released on July 30th. It will feature Emily Blunt and The Rock. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested to see how those two characters will interact with each other. Yeah, it's really interesting. I or think, actors, I should say. Yeah, I, from what I've seen, the, the trailers, the first one actually was a better trailer to me than the second one. But it looks like they're trying to do a comedy slash action. It, well, I mean, they've Maybe. done a lot of that with like Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I mean, this kind of almost reminds you, and I hate to say it, I know it's not their movie, is Jumanji. Okay. Oh, no, is it their movie now? I can't remember who makes it. The Rock is in Jumanji. I yeah, know, but who's the studio for it? Oh, gosh. I don't know. You're putting me on the spot I here. I, my movie trivia isn't that good. I can't remember. and But it kind of had that feel to it to me a little bit. Of the Jumanji. So it's going to be released in theaters and Disney Plus premiere, which means if you want to watch a Disney Plus premiere. You At have home. Have, you have to have Disney Plus plus $35 for what time? Is that something like that? Yeah, something like that. Okay. You know what? But not, honestly... By time, if you have a bigger family and you pay per person... It might be cheaper to do it at home. Yeah. I know this is why a lot of the theaters are not happy with Disney at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure I really want to go back to theaters yet. I'm not sure. I, I'm feeling better about it, but at the same point... I think at our theater, I'd be okay um, from what I've been hearing. And ours is a different style of theater. It, yeah, we have the big lounge chair couches and everything else. And from what I've been hearing, there was skipping rows and everything else. But you know what about a good movie that you want to get into is sometimes people get talkative and loud during movies. Well, I don't. The only thing you hear is crunch, crunch, crunch. (sighs) Drinking soda and popcorn. (laughs) But like, let's say I love my mother dearly, but uh, if she goes to a movie, she has to talk all the way through it. She can't help herself. Well, so does Hayden. Yeah. So see, we're actually doing a favor by watching it at home. Okay. Um, So. All right. So. Anyways, a little bit about the Jungle Cruise. Um, it's inspired by the famous Disneyland theme park ride. Disney's Jungle Cruise is an adventure-filled, rollicking thrill ride down the Amazon with wisecracking skipper Frank Wolf and intrepid researcher Dr. Lily Huffington. Lily travels from London, England to the Amazon jungle and enlists Frank's questionable services to guide her down on the laquilla his ramshackle but charming boat lily is determined to uncover an ancient tree with unparalleled healing abilities possessing the power to change the future of medicine thrust on this epic quest together the unlikely duo encounters innumerable dangers and supernatural forces all lurking in the deceptive beauty of the lush rainforest but the but as the secrets of the lost tree unfold, the stakes reach even higher for Lily and Frank and their fate. And mankind hangs in the balance. That's a synopsis from Disney. Uh, anyways, I think it's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a good movie. And it's like I said, the first, the first trailer that they put out last year, because they were expecting it to be out last year, mm-hmm. to me, looks better. Okay. Uh, then the second one, the second one, it's like they were trying to take all that humor and just shove it in there. But from the first one, I think it, it made it look movie look better to me. I don't know. All right. So, but, anyways, um, at, coming up a little bit sooner, actually, by the time you guys hear this, it would have released yesterday. Is Cruella? Okay. I we've said this on here before. I am so through the moon excited. I work tomorrow, and when I get off tomorrow night, you know what's going to be on our TV. You never told me this. 
Oh, well, I figured you'd take it better if I said it on the podcast first. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Cruella looks interesting. I'll give you that. I mean, some problem with some of these live version of Disney movies, it's hard. And I and we should be giving them the benefit of the doubt because they've done an amazing job on the majority of them. They have, but I think this one is kind of like one of those further back kind of like Maleficent Same. was that gives you another spin that maybe gives you a little compassion. I hope it doesn't. As we said that, talked about that in the past. I hope, uh, I hope she is just mean. That's just me. Okay. We'll have to see. I'm <laughs> I like excited. The, I, like the, I, I want the villain that be the villain from the beginning. It's in, I guess this is one of those, I'm really sentimental about 101 Dalmatians. It's the first Disney movie I can ever remember watching, ever. <laughs> and it was a, a school, after school special kind of thing where everybody's in the auditorium and they made a big deal about it. And I just fell in love with the movie. Yeah. I mean, it was first grade, but I loved it. And, yeah. you know. We'll see. I, I, I'm interested in seeing it. So I, right. I'm holding off judgment on this one until I see it. So All right. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. And also about this is that we, while we're at Disney World, we got to see something quite interesting. We actually stopped by the Ganachery because they were doing that halfway to Halloween promotion where they had the Sanderson Sisters cocoa bomb, hot chocolate bomb. Yeah. And I was like, I have got to get one of these. I This is my world. I have never, A, tried a hot chocolate bomb before. And I love everything Hocus Pocus. Oh, FYI, Hocus Pocus just announced they're going to have a second, like they're having a sequel come out next fall with all three Sanderson sisters coming back. Okay, that's cool. With the original actresses. Um, as far as the review on the bomb... The Hot Chocolate Bomb, I actually made it on our YouTube channel, so that'll actually probably be coming out in the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be kind of fun to watch Cam try to cook. Ouch. <laughs> uh, it was, it was kind of interesting, and you'll get an idea what these chocolate bombs. It was fun. Was. Yeah. It was fun. But while we're there, we get to meet, the, I guess, the face, or is she the owner? Uh, you know what? And honestly, we had never watched it. I think her name was Sarah. Yeah. She's a cook on... And apparently she's on the Disney Plus, uh, some kind of show about the ganachery. I actually want to find it and watch it because, oh, no, it was Amanda. Amanda, yes. And uh, she, a little girl before us, she wanted to meet Amanda, and we happened to be in there. And she came out and was talking with all of us. And she's really lovely, um, very nice person. But the thing she turned us around and looked in the kitchen, they were actually making chocolate marshmallow wands for the premiere the Hollywood premiere, the big premiere of Kuala. Yeah, so we got to see those being made. Yeah, they were really cool. Yeah. I wanted one. Yeah, Kim actually offered to take them back home with us. Yeah, I said, you know, we they were talking it was going to be so many of them and expensive to ship them back to Hollywood. And I said, you know, we're going to be flying back before <laughs> the premiere. I can always, you know, put some in my luggage and make sure it gets back. And I'll just charge you one wand. I'll do it for free. They, for some reason, said, no, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know why they said that, but they looked delicious. They looked really cool from what we could see they I mean, were. from a distance. And they were making them right in the window. So it was not a big secret they were making these or anything no. like that. So. And I will also say I got the s'mores at the ganachery. And we actually watched one of the cast members. like They what, made it right the, there. Yeah, they made it there and they flamed it there. And it was really cool to watch once again. That'll be... On our YouTube channel, um, we actually got video of it. Yeah, uh, I think I'm right now in middle editing day one, and unfortunately... I think it's day two. Yeah, I think that was day two. Um, to let you know, a lot of times when we're doing this stuff, we're doing it from a behind, because it's hard for us to keep up our own vacation on everything. 
Well, and not only that, of course, they always say when you're not home, you shouldn't be telling people you're not home kind of thing. We live in Southern California. What can we say? Okay. So talking about Southern California, Disneyland. Oh, my goodness. Let's just say there's a lot of information coming out (laughs) about Disneyland. And we're some of it really good. And some need some help. Yep. So on June 15th, out-of-state travelers will be allowed back to Disneyland regardless of vaccination status. And what's special about that June 15th date is that's the day the state drops. The mask mandates. And the yellow tier and all these mandates go, they're done. Okay, I can imagine there's going to be like another like huge party Disneyland on June 15th. People are yeah. going to be going a little oh, nutty. I'm sure people are going to be excited to go back. But with this, you still got to remember that they announced that you still have to make a reservation. Yep. And they just said they do not see that going away. Yeah. No, Bob Chapak has said that. Well, I mean, I think in Disney world, just to go back, it's already been done into 2022, 2023, 2023. I think you told me definitely into 2022. Um, so this is definitely not something they think this might be the wave of the future. Yeah. And also on that June 15th date, isn't that the date they reopened the Disneyland hotel? No, it's July 2nd. So Disneyland hotel is going to open July okay. 2nd and along with Trader Sam's FYI. Woo-hoo. Oh, but you know what? Uh, Disney's paradise pier will be opening on June 15th. That's so same it, day. That's so what I that was the one I was, cause I thought all three okay. of them. So you're going to have the Grand Californian open, Paradise Pier open on those days. And then, and then June sa- 2nd. July 2nd, you'll have Disneyland Hotel back with Trader Sam's. I'm wondering if we're seeing a trend here of how much they're going to have for park capacity. Those are, that's a lot of hotels. It is, but the demand's high. I mean, I've been reading a lot of, and I have a lot of friends that are out of state. They're Disney fans, and they've all been like, we can't wait to come. We're missing <laughs> our parks. Yeah, so, well, June 16th. 15th. Or, I'm sorry, June 15th. I was reading our next one uh, about June 16th. So the next day, the Jungle Cruise ride will be reopening at Disneyland. Good luck getting a reservation. With their new mm-hmm. retheming. But I don't know, because... You got the Avengers Campus is opening on June 4th in just a couple of days over at DCA. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people, I mean, the Avengers Campus is going to be, DCA is going to be packed. It is. This is going to breathe new life into that park, I think. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of people uh, wanting to wait for the Jungle Cruise to be open at Disneyland. There's rumors about that, and there are rumors right now uh, that the Matterhorn Bobhead sled should be open by then. Okay. I hadn't heard that one. Yep. Um, and I don't I don't remember what day I heard. I've heard that 15th day or something like that. Uh, again, it's And a, this is speculation it, on it, our part. This is a complete rumor. I don't know if it's yeah. correct Let's, or not. We I, don't I, want to start rumors. This is just I couldn't, a thought. I couldn't, I couldn't verify it, but I've, diehard Disney fans are going to be aware of it. Yes. Um, then you put Jungle Cruise opened at that time. That yeah. could be a lot of people want to go. You know what? I get the full experience. And then you had Snow White to reopen this year. Yeah, because, I mean, no joke. I mean, it's expensive to go for a day. So you can't be, I mean, most, a lot of families can't be going to Avengers opening campus and going for uh, when Jungle Cruise reopens all the time. I mean, it's just a lot of money without those annual passes. If you're going to plan anything, I mean, most of all everything is going to be open almost at that point, according to what we're kind of seeing. And... That might be the time to get the two days in, even though it's going to be probably top tier prices at that point. Yikes. But you would get to experience everything at that time. 
yeah. I guess if you're talking about a couple tens of dollars versus a couple of hundred to go back a few, you know, yeah. two different times, then. I don't know. That, that's just my thought about it. Um, but so let's go ahead and go to the talk about the Avengers Campus opening, which is, like Kim said, June 4th. Yeah, there's, and you know what? They've actually released over on Disney's food blog. I'll just um, shout them out and say that they have released all of the different restaurants and snacks and all that stuff that's going to be there. I, we've checked it out. Um, some of it looks interesting. I, it's so much content that we couldn't go over that. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, Disney said it too, and there's just uh, it, it'll be exciting over there to get some new food. Yeah, I I sometimes think I don't know. I think DCA really. I'd love to see a marble sit down table service, like yeah. a fully themed. That would have been cool, like really fully themed with character meet and greets and the but whole nine yards. DCA does have a lot of food choices. They're just a little sometimes different. But sometimes they tend to be like an older palate. Like mm. you don't. I mean, I know Hayden, our teenager, has a more sophisticated palate than a lot of kids do, than like the younger mm-hmm. kids. But it would have been nice to have like a, I like these new all you care to enjoy meals and would have made it into like a huge character interaction with all the superhero. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how much yeah, but you also got, You also got to remember they're, they're so limited on park space there. They can make it happen. They uh, really could. Okay. Um, so anyways, go back to it. So the. The Web Slingers is going to open with virtual queues, just like the Rise of Resistance. They will be available on the app from 7 7 a.m. from outside the park and 1 p.m. from the parks, just like Rise of the Resistance. Okay. When we were back in Walt Disney World and tried this, I haven't yet tried this at Disneyland. Did we? Yeah, no, we did. Yeah, that's how we got our queue, because we missed the first one at 7 a.m. We were driving and completely blanked it. Getting oh, the Fred right. Rise of the Resistance, and but we were able to get the one o'clock one fairly easy right at one o'clock. But what our experience at Disney World, where everybody was, where a lot of increased people there, it was harder at Disney World I, than it was at Disneyland. I was on the app at right at seven o'clock, and re- kept refreshing right before seven o'clock. At seven o one, right at seven, that's no, not seven one. At right at seven o'clock, I hit for Rise of Resistance right when I turned seven. Said how many a party two and push join queue. Said sorry, we're out. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be more like Disneyland, like it's been for Rise of Resistance, that wasn't so hard. But then, of course, I was only 25% capacity. And that's the thing is, is I think we're going to have a high capacity here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, And then the other thing, all right, this was just announced last week. When I heard this, I'm not not going to, I'm going to tell you my heart dropped. Well... And because it kind of makes me a little frustrated for people that this might outprice them. There was parts of me like, okay, that's kind of cool when they're doing this. But there's other parts of me that's like, this is not good. And so, Kim, I mean, this is, I think it could be a good thing for certain things. But from what I'm hearing about this ride, with a ride, this could be a complete bad thing. And I don't want to see this happen to other rides. I don't want to see this the future of theme parks. Um, this is worrisome, but yet I know there's going to be the diehard fans that are going to pay the price. And for you guys going, what are they talking about? This just makes no sense. Okay, they're going to Disney announced they're going to have web power bands that will cost $35 for the basic or you can upgrade for an extra $30, so that would be $65 total. So it's kind of like you wear it on your arm kind of thing and it d- interacts with the ride. So and so they say it will give guests a more immersive experience on the ride. 
Yeah, and the upgraded versions will be Spider-Man, Ghost Spider, Iron Man, and Rescue. Okay, so the Iron Man and Rescue power bands can be used outside of the parks. Okay, so my problem with this... So that's $65. Those bands are $65. No, no, the basic one's $35. No, but those ones we're talking about are $65. Right, so my problem with this is now you're having to pay to upgrade to experience a better part of the ride. And the question is, is who's going to pay $65 for the Spider-Man and Ghost Spider bands if you can't use them outside the parks like you can the other ones? Don't know. I mean, wouldn't you? People will, because I mean, it's the same price. Yeah. So every Iron Man and Rescue will sell out fast. And before we get into it, unless there's a diehard Spider Man. Before we get further, why they're used outside the parks, we'll let you know here in a minute. But there's more to this. Um, I agree with Kim. I think this is a bad idea that basically they're saying that they enjoy this whole ride. You have to do, buy all this extra stuff. So you could imagine a family of four of paying $65 each. That's that's harsh. Yeah, because obviously for a while, and we know this with uh, Raider Spring Racers and the different rides that have opened at Disneyland. There's just times, you know, with this, with even with the uh, uh, Rise of Resistance and everything, it's hard to get on those rides for the first year, two years. So you're going to have a family that's going to be right, able to probably ride it one time. Right, and then they have to pay upcharge to get the best experience on the ride. Or something they may never use again for one time. Exactly. But then they're like, wait a minute, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and I want to experience it all. I really don't want to see this as a future. I don't want to see rides do this. I don't want to see other theme parks do this. I really, but my gut tells me that people are going to pay for it, and Disney's going to go ka-ching, and then we're going to see more rides like this. To me, this is saying, well, you paid all this money to get in the park, but if you want to enjoy the whole Experience. ride that you paid all this money for, you need to buy this. I mean, this to me is a... Slippery slope. Yeah. It's not... A, I, I, I don't like it. And what I really don't like, and if anybody knows gamers or does like uh, Xbox, PlayStation, online PC game. Is the scourge of those worlds for games is called DLC, which is downloadable content. And so, so Disney is taking this even a step further with this DLC, and we'll have an extra charge for more content on when you're playing games on like your mobile app and or phone or computer or whatnot. And that's where we're talking about the Iron Man and Rescue Power Bands can be used outside the park because then you can use them online and they can get more money out after the parks. But if you want a better experience on that app, then you're going to have to pay more of an upcharge <laughs> then. Yeah. Oy vey. Um, when, when does it stop? Yeah, this is the issue with this. And I, I get some of this stuff is optional if you don't have to do it. But it almost makes it seem like the ride the ride, you, that they you get more immersive you get a, Yeah, and you've already waited in virtual queue, and you've been excited for mm-hmm. this, and it's already a hard-to-get-on ride. And before everybody gets real excited, say, well, Universal's done this with their wands. Universal did this not on the ride. Right. So this would be like if you went on Minions Mayhem, and, and they sm- charged you for the 3D glasses. Or even just, or say, if you want to smell the the smell of the bananas, that you have to buy a special cartridge to smell it. Oh, on Minions rides right? and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, I the mean, bananas. it's. I mean, where do you where do you end with the, it? The, I just, I I think this is scary, and mm-hmm. uh, in a way of, I don't want to see more and more things come like this, because I mean, how much can one family spend? Well, Disney wants the money. I mean, as I understand it, and we do own Disney stock. Is that they're they're a company for profit? They make more money, but right. I, but my only profit's going to go back into the parks. I can see rate. I can see this coming back to bite them though. 
I really can see. Uh, okay, but look at when people go into Star Wars land, uh, into Batu, and they're doing these expensive droids and expensive but lightsabers. That, but that's and, not that's not part of the rides. You know what? You can do that. That's an optional thing that you can go in there. It's not going to affect your ride experience at Disney. It's not going to affect the Rise of Resistance ride. It's not going to affect the flight uh, the Millennium Falcon. Right, but I'm saying people are strong. willing to spend money for something that they're fandom of. I think this is a test for Disney to see if people will buy things for add-ons for rides. And I think it's a dangerous pre- precedent. I do too, because people are going to do it. Um, <laughs> and Or people, are, I know, sorry, but us YouTubers, sometimes we get a little crazy and we want to go with the flow and promote this stuff and do stuff. I'm not sure we will. <laughs> Um, uh, I just don't want to. Well, we did the droid with Hayden, which was a lot of fun. But he wanted one. It was different. It wasn't like we felt like we had to do it for content. No, and we never did the lightsaber because we thought it was crazy expensive. Yeah, we told him and no. That was our decision that we could do that. But as far as the droids, it was fun for him to build it and learn how to do it. I don't know how much you can do it now because of social distancing and all that fun stuff. But uh, when that comes back. But this is something that sounds like to enjoy the ride more, you have to have this. Yeah. So, but I'm still seeing people will pay for it, and that might run it for everybody. And, you know, we're talking about Universal. They said that, you know, they have their well, wands, but their wands are a little bit different. All right. Well, and, let's get into Universal because <laughs> Universal had their own spin on this on social media. They threw a little shade there over at Disney. <laughs> and they've been really good at this. So, okay. Universal tweeted out anti-gravity cannons, exploding pumpkins, stunning NYC skyline, no DLC, which, of course, we were talking about that downloadable <laughs> content. Whoever is Universal Studios' social media team, whoever's behind these cheeky little responses lately, they're brilliant. Um, I am loving, loving Universal Studios in this whole pandemic they've, world and how they've stepped up. Yeah, they've really stepped up. They really are saying, hey, come see us. Yeah, and you know what? We've had a lot of positive experiences. Not that we don't love Disney. Please don't believe that we don't. We just spent a week and a half at Disney. We are DVC owners. We love Disney. Of but. course, um, we will always point out if we're not happy with something because that's being honest and transparent. Yeah, and that's things that Disney have done. And we've said that we ha- do not like it. It's not trying to say that we agree with everything at Disney, but there's things that they've done. We said flat out, we do not like that. Right. On the flip side, like Universal, I say they need to step up their, uh, whoever their, their dessert, their, uh, yeah, their dessert. Their yeah. They need, cupcake they need game. help. Yeah. We'll call it the cupcake. <laughs> well, desserts in general need help at Universal Studios. Yeah. Let's, that's, I've always claimed that one. But they've done a great job, uh, taking advantage of Disney miscues. Oh, they are, I, 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 every time I see something like this, I just laugh and I go, brilliant marketing brilliant social media um yeah i mean really they can go you know what we sell the wands for 75 dollars you know well well okay so they have the interactive i should say 55 to 75 dollars right so universal does have the interactive wands for wizarding world of harry potter but that's not part of the ride it's part of the land you know you don't have to do it it doesn't i mean they're fun but i don't feel like I mean, Hayden got one, yes. And we haven't taken it back to the park with us. Right, but he hasn't been back either. Yeah, so. No, but he may take it. But, you know, the whole family can get one wand and have fun with that one wand if they want to. Right. You can't go on this new web slingers and have everybody do the spidey thing yeah. that we all thought we were going to get to do for free. Yeah, and it's, you know, and of course, and there's something else that they're doing that we may be seen here in Hollywood uh, for Universal Studios Super Mario World. 
and which is they are doing like a slap bracelet. So Universal Studios Japan has a slap bracelet for Super Mario World. So it's kind of like your game card, I would say, or like they're decorated, but you can play games and like collect points <laughs> and you can collectively. So it adds up from one visit to the next. It just keeps going. That's kind of cool. So it costs 3,000 yen, which is $27.31 in US dollars. That's not painful. I mean, it's not but you're great. Not, you're not paying for a ride experience. Exactly. You're not paying for something that gives you an extra thing in the ride to get that experience, that, that full experience of that ride. This yeah. is something onto the side that's just... If you want to, if that's fun. your jam, but it's a, not going to make or break your visit. And to be fair to Disney, they used to have these fun things off to the side that you could do at Disney World or whatever, and um, they've been taking those away that were free before. Yeah. Like um, they had the... Oh, jeez. I can't remember. Was it the Pirates Quest or the different things you could do at uh, Magic Kingdom? Where you, We never did them, though. Um, no, but where you can activate different things or um, Perry the Platypus. Uh, uh, was it? Uh, Agent P. Agent P, the thing that was free you could do with your phone. Around you, Epcot, yeah. You, they didn't charge for it, which was for Disney was great. I love that they did that. Ep, or Universal said, hey, well, we're going to do something similar, but we're going to charge for the, you know, the thing to use it. Okay. Which, now, in hindsight, now makes Universal look a little bit better to what Disney's doing with their things. So that's, you know, this, and again, this is our opinion on it. Uh, I know that other people are going to be saying, oh, this is going to be so cool they're doing this and be excited about it. Yeah, there will be people that are like cool, but I'm like, why didn't they somehow sanitize them and allow this for everybody to go through and have it part of the experience that you paid for? Yeah, so that's where we're at on it. Um, let's go from Disneyland on this to Disney World and some good news. So Disney World is offering a discount for teachers and first responders at Disney Spring Resorts. First responders will include U.S. police officers, firefighters, EMTs, paramedics, 911 dispatchers, doctors, and nurses. But you must show proof of check-in. So you'd have to bring like your license or your work card or something like that. I would imagine ID or maybe your, well, well, nine one one dispatchers. I don't know how they would do that. Well, I th they have probably have a card for what they do. Maybe. Um, I don't know a lot about nine one one. Well, cause they're, they're, they're doing in like police stations and stuff. Right. Like that, so. I mean, pretty much everyone else. I mean, police officers would have to have something else, but a lot, you know, your EMTs, your paramedics, your doctors, nurses, we all have licenses. Medical, yeah. Well, uh, obviously police officers have their badge. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, in their ID, they're going to start flashing their badge and check in, which no disrespect. It would be kind of cool. Please. Cool. <laughs> <At least. laughs> I think it would be fun. But. Yeah. No, good for Disney. This one is one of the high, I mean, I think it's amazing. Yeah, this is good. They're doing this. And as much as we pounded on the other thing, this is where Disney does a lot of good things. So you have to book by July 10th for stays through July 14th. Resorts will include the B Resort and Spa, Double Tree Suites by Hilton, Hilton Buena Vista Palace, Hilton, Orlando, Lake Buena Vista, Holiday Inn, and Wyndham Garden. Prices vary and subject to availability. So, I mean, this is kind of a cool, you know, um, hotel say. Discount. I, this is amazing because I've seen them as low as like $79 a night. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was thinking about it, but I just can't imagine when we can go back during that time or I would think about it. <laughs> Well, uh, talking about that time, this is going to be the time that you're probably going to see where this is needed. It's, so this is a good story, but bad story, would you put it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. So we'll we'll get into this because this is going to kind of mix with our experience at Walt Disney World. We haven't got to that yet. Yeah, I mean, 
we have a long one because we missed a week for trying to catch up on a lot of things, but this is all newer stuff. It is. It's been busy. Uh, so Walt Disney World is increasing capacity, according to Bob Chakebeck. So they're increasing the capacity and reducing social distancing and making masks outdoors optional. But social distancing will not be changing at restaurants. Um, so we're going to kind of get... That's interesting. Yeah. So they're not going to move the tables closer together. Hmm. And they're not going to increase the capacity in the restaurants. And we're going to get into more of this during our experience in a yeah, few minutes. Yeah, this is going to be... This will be very relevant to what's going on. Yeah, so we'll get to there. Um, then also talking, uh, Disney Skylanders are now boarding multiple parties into the gondolas. And now, remember they are open-aired because they have those vents open. Well, they're open. not completely open-aired. They are vent well-ventilated. Let's put it that way. I would want to wear a mask if I think I didn't know the other people I were with. Well, I think at this point you have to anyways. Maybe. I don't know. I, um, we haven't been on in the gun. We didn't we, we actually to, do the Skyliner when we were there. there. There's a reason for this. is because last, li- last week, lines were long and wrapped around Hollywood Studios almost to the start of the bus and transportation interest. And that we saw that. Yeah. And we're like, okay, so we asked a cast member, how long is it? Oh, it's going to be over an hour. And this was like before park closing. Losing. This was like five, six o'clock at night. And we're like, wow, okay, forget that thought. It's kind of hard, but I think we're we're going to get more into the transportation, aren't we? We yeah, we will. I'm sure we're going to get into a lot, and this is only like our Disney all right, experiences. Let's, let's get into what we experienced because it was such a wild week and a half. It is <laughs> unprecedented, and like any other vacation that we've had at Walt Disney World. And this will explain some of the stories that are going and on. And half of it was things were just ch- policies and things were changing so rapidly. That made your head spin. And like we were doing our podcast. Was it the podcast we were doing? Yeah, it was the podcast we were doing that night. And immediately we got a a notification that night about the mass mandate. No joke. We literally just stopped um, recording Recording. our last podcast. And And like a half an hour later. No, it wasn't even half an hour. It's like five minutes later. I actually had to try to edit back in to the podcast. Did we edit it or not? Yeah, we did. We were talking about the mass mandate. So as we said in our last one, if you haven't heard, is that our first part of our stay, we had to have social distancing and mask on, except to actively eat and drink and in relaxation stations. Well, two days later, we got that right when we got done. I mean, this was like 1145 at night. If I it was right. late. And it was all of a sudden we got this like notice to our phone that you and it, it was funny because it was social media. It that, wasn't really Disney that seemed like it was confirming <laughs> it at first. And the funny part about it was... Well, let me get to this. So I'm seeing here, I'm like, they're saying we're not getting any mass tomorrow. I'm like, it's what time? It's like 11 o'clock at night here. 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, some, you know, this is speculation or rumor. And we're like, are we? Aren't we? And so we're like, okay, this is kind of weird. And we're like, all right, we'll just see where it goes. This could all be rumor. It wasn't. The next morning, we, we went downstairs to the lobby and... So we asked the cast member, like, what was this thing about no masks outside? And they're like, no, now you don't need masks. Like, all of a sudden, late last night, we got word that you don't need masks outside anymore starting today. And it was like, what? <laughs> it was just so random. And so I think they waited till the parks were closed so people didn't start doing this during the day. Yeah, and there's a lot more to this, too. But we actually talked to our bus driver that day um, going to the park. And he actually checked with his boss that morning when they were setting up. He goes, oh, no, it's not true. It's just rumor. And his boss came back and said, he said, like, like a ha- half hour later. Not goes, even. I think he went back 10 minutes later. He went and checked and he goes, I don't think I'll check. Yeah, it's not true or whatever. And he goes, yep, it's true. 
and it was it was weird because we still weren't 100 percent sure like because everybody was like well yeah you don't have to have masks anymore but it wasn't like a confident yeah and so it was kind of funny because some people didn't know and some people knew and we got to the i don't remember which park we were at uh, what park? I remember we were on the bus. I think that was Animal Kingdom. That was Animal Kingdom that day because we were excited because oh, yeah. it was going to be hot that day. Anyway, so they were making announcements like you don't need masks outside anymore and social distancing is now three feet and yeah. all this stuff they're announcing. People were just like, it was almost like a deer in a headlight for those who hadn't heard it. And something else that happened was temperature checks went away too. And those were supposed to happen like a two days later. Yeah. It's just like magically went away all of a sudden. The tents were there. And they were there the whole time we were there. Yeah, they just finally went down a day or two ago, I heard. Yep, but it was like all of a sudden it went away. And it was kind of the oddest thing, walking around without a mask on. It was really liberating, let me just tell you. And we're vaccinated, so we felt comfortable. And that was the other thing, is they were saying you were going to have to be fully vaccinated. And Brad and I are like, we didn't bring our vaccination cards. What happens if they ask? Right, so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to have my mom go over to our house and go and get them and take photos, and nobody asked. So that was just kind of like an honor system thing. And the truth was. But we didn't know. Yeah, the truth was, is that day, I would say probably about 90% of people didn't have their mask on outside. Something like that. It wasn't, Um, no, I think it was less than that. Do you think it was more than 95? Yeah, but I still think people were really confused. But the funny part about that was, is that when before that we had people were kind of not paying attention to the social distancing. That day people had their, were a little bit more better with the social distancing. And they were better about their masks on in line and yeah. inside. It was just like, oh, well, they let us do a little bit more. Maybe we'll be good when we'll we're be for supposed one day, to. For one day and then that. That it went out that the window. <laughs> and the social distancing thing kind of, we noticed at that point kind of, it, it okay it's back to normal let's be honest there was no social distancing in line that all went out the window everybody's back to back well, some, some family some, some people were okay about it or they would not do the quite six feet they would do more than three feet or you know whatever but a majority there were, were people right on top of you at times i was like really i hit somebody with my backpack and that was an accident yeah but i didn't really didn't know i didn't know they're there because you were so used to having that room and all of a sudden i just turned and whap got them well but yeah that happens but um, other things that changed was with that that mask incre- was increased in the parks, and we could tell it immediately. Yeah. Um, um, and one of the things is at that point they were still kind of doing the vehicles in that skip row thing, mm-hmm. so that they weren't loading every row, and it was still distanced on like tower tear where they'd have like two fam- two groups on opposite sides of the back of tower tear kind of thing. Like for a few days, it was there. But the wait times just went through the roof. Well, then they also had one elevator down for maintenance. No, no just not just Tower Terror. I mean, park-wide. Yeah. It's like we couldn't have picked a worse week if we tried. Well, what they ended up starting doing was Tower Terror. They started loading every row, but by party. And yeah. in that top row, so the group, so they had that one that's kind of one big, long row, kind of. But it was two different boarding groups. They put a piece of plexiglass up in glass in that. But they were starting to load every row at Tower Terror. So really, Tower Terror could be completely full now, that yeah. each ride vehicle. And yeah. same thing, like Dinosaur was riding every row. Uh, yeah, the first time... Everything we're, was. Yeah, the first time it wasn't yeah, that the, we went on the first day we were there. Well, the first day that actually had the mask mandate lifted, they weren't. They were doing yeah. They were doing the leaving the center. But by the time we left, it was... Every, every row. row. And the wait times were still crazy. The only time we were really seeing them skipping is if the wait was less than like couple minutes you know um uh was it donald ducks the three caballeros 
that they skip rows. They were they weren't that busy at times where we were writing it, so they would skip rows. But frozen, frozen, they were loading. But they also row. have the like gla- that, the plastic sheet or whatever yeah. pl- plexiglass there. Yeah, so it it was kind of depending, but you're we were really seeing that quick change and. They like, weren't prepared for it. They really weren't. Quite frankly, weren't. the cast members were some. We I think after that we had maybe a couple remind you of social distancing, but most part they were like whatever. That's like one or two every so often, and not necessarily every day. Yeah, and so and the cast members still have to wear their masks. Oh my gosh! Okay, so there was a cast member. I felt so bad. It was, you know, at the beginning of our trip, the temperatures were cooler, and it was really nice, like unseasonably cool. But towards the end, it started to get back to normal starting to get into summer heat and this poor cast member for tower terror we're <sighs> looped back into where it used to kind of be the entrance of phantasmic mm-hmm. and she had to sit out there in the sun i mean just standing there and of course you know tower terror they have some three-quarter sleeves and long pants and a hat and she looked miserable and still they gave her an umbrella mm-hmm. but that she could of, stand under a lot of these cast members were holding those signs Mm-hmm. For the line starts here without umbrellas around them. Some were, yeah, in some and cases. So, we and felt they bad. Finally, she finally found an umbrella that she could lay, put under and so that people are not lay under. So she had stand. A, she had an umbrella that she could stand under with a sign finally because it was so hot that day and it was miserable. I mean, people were trying to find shade that day. It was so hot. Yeah, it actually popped up the umbrella because it just got too brutal. <laughs> Where we're using umbrella, not for rain. For shade. <laughs> That's a first for me. <laughs> but um, but because usually the lines wrap is inside, so that you're used to that cooler temperature and, and inside, think, and it's not in, right on the concrete in the blazing sun. And I think originally that said it had an 80 minute wait. Yeah. And we ended up waiting over two hours. Yeah, for it tower was tower. crazy. It was oh, that was one of the few rides that weren't on the mark for how time was. Yeah, it was a very long wait. Um, but it's kind of interesting because we we're talking about those times. Was is those signs? Those people were holding signs out there. For the longest time, they had how the, long the line was, and guess all of a sudden with the increased capacity and the changes in the mandates and everything, those went off those signs. Yeah, it was funny because our last day at Hollywood Studios, we, we kind of got frustrated just how long those lines were, mm-hmm. up to sixty to ninety minutes at that point, and we're just like, we're not getting anything done. It's hot. We're tired. We're gonna go back to our room and enjoy. And um, we haven't told you our room because we don't want to ruin what that room was. Yeah, but we just want to enjoy the resort and just be back and cool off. And we just kind of at that point had it with lines. We were done. Uh, it's, we were we were uh, we are already uh, sun. I mean, we were just mm-hmm. toasted. Yeah, I mean it was long. I mean, really, this week for whatever reason we were checking the we were checking the wait times before we came on to see where they're at today. Today, and they seem yeah. a lot lower. And I think what's happening you're seeing with the wait times is more things are opening up, and I think they're not doing as many. I think they're loading everything as full as they can now. They have to because I mean, last week it, it was, was there was the problem with them changing on a dime like that was there was little planning, and a lot of us guess our wait times yeah. significantly increased, and it just. And, it, and then it's kind of funny because the people that planned on like that social distancing for their trip, Disney's been like waiting two weeks to announce things and do things. And this happened overnight and there was no training of cast members. There was no what to do or how are we going to, yeah. you know, how do we make this a better experience for our guests? It's like, we're just going to open the doors, deal with it. Well, really we had a lot of cast members when we were talking to them and we, we had talking to go. So what did you, what did you, you know, did you guys hear about this the night before they go, they go truthfully? that youtubers you guys 
know before we even have a word about it. So like my roommate came in and said they, they'd heard about this from on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, they had no idea before, before they ended their shift that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, for some reason, sometimes find out before they do. And it got so bad that they actually had a, Disney had to put out a tweet saying, this is only Disney World. Oh, yeah, not Disneyland. Right, because everybody was like, oh, hey, we're ready to go. Let's take off these masks. Well, we were like that. And, you know, we're the Californians that got in there. We're walking down the thing because we're supposed to have them in public no matter what on. We were walking down the path and we're like, woohoo, spring break 2021 with no masks on. Yeah, because some, you know, Floridians of what state you're from may have been a little different from California. Obviously, we've been in a very restrictive state and it's been a very (laughs) wild adventure to say the least. Yeah. So talking about all these wait times and everything else, uh, Bob Chakepak well, has said there is no decre- decrease in social distancing in restaurants, even with the increased capacity. This Ooh. is a problem. And this is the problem that we saw with ADRs. Okay. So I'm thankful that 60 days out with the reservations, less capacity, I made all of our ADRs and had all of our dining reservations set because, I mean, even... This is probably the hardest trip I've ever tried to plan as far as advanced dining. Even actually the next trip we have planned, um, same thing. So that's a little spoiler if that trip happens. Uh, well, well, we're in the middle of trying to see what Hayden's baseball does. Yeah, so we don't know. Our, our Phantom trip, if it will or won't happen, it, mm-hmm. it's kind of a dream at this point maybe. But anyways, getting the restaurant you want sometimes i had to pick lunches instead of when i would have picked for dinner sometimes i had to do two bigger meals in the same day instead of splitting them out just because of what i could get so it's definitely less than ideal situations and i would put this as more or less ideal because we like sit down restaurants and i'm not going to say that people are trying to do quick services we didn't have a whole lot of experience with the we had a little bit and with, with the app which was okay Okay, but like our experience, we ate at Satoli um, Canteen Canteen over Animal Kingdom. Um, we put in the order. That went smoothly. Yeah, that went our, actually that went a lot smoother than it we ever did at Disneyland. It did. But our problem was actually finding a table. Yep. There was no tables left. And they said, well, tables are like the, what they were doing at Disneyland are for those who have food only. Well, people were just ignoring it and going around the cast members and going sitting down at tables and taking tables. It was the issue. And we wanted to sit indoors. I know us Californians want to sit indoors. Wow. And the worst part um, about this is there's no tables available except for the ones for a party of, of six or more. Yeah. And they wouldn't let us sit indoors. And then we go outside and luckily somebody just got up, but then there was no tables outdoors. And you're like, but that's like your only table left. And yeah. they're like, well, tough cookies yeah all right that needs to change they needed more they need more seating in that and this was pretty much a whole almost everywhere they're the popular eating places yeah so because not all the restaurants are back up and running yet hopefully with the beginning of the college program coming up soon that'll happen but you know as far as they bring back more cast members for furlough as far as eating indoors you know there was good things about it and bad things i love that the noise Seemed to be a lot quieter. And not you, everywhere. Not everywhere. And didn't seem at, well, it, you didn't feel like you're bumping elbows against everybody. Yes, that was nice. Um, really, the decrease capacity in narcosis, I wouldn't say it was, uh, it seemed like they only took out maybe four or five tables total. Maybe a few more, but it didn't feel as much. But, yeah. Um, but compare that to. Uh, like Garden Grill. They took out the whole back section. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge section. So. Like the the, the booths in back, because that's in, how the, the characters went around. Yeah, the inner ring. And that's, 
and we were talking about characters earlier. This is the exception in the world to the parks is where the characters were. They were at the dining experiences. The good thing about, you know, some of this stuff was is that we got good character interactions. Um, they had more room. Yeah. The one thing I will say about um, Santuli um, Canteen is that is one of the places you probably want to make. You can, when you mobile order nowadays, you don't, you pick a time you want to come back. Mm-hmm. And you can always delay that, like if you get in a Stuck longer a ride, ride or yeah. something like that. So I will say that um, it's better to do that early so you get the time. Because if you walk up and try to do it at the same time, it, you may not get, it may not be available for hours later. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of one of those things. Uh, I guess the, the, of all this with the advanced dining reservations and the decre- decreased capacity is you're really gonna have to plan this out and if you don't get it you're gonna have to keep checking that out yeah and you know on the app i'm i did a lot of times get reservations either if i want to switch them around to something else something better would pop up like the day before they couldn't get that 60 days in advance and also sometimes like the same day if i didn't make any reservations sometimes something good would pop up yeah, and and like it, that's how we ended up getting. I hate to. Oh, well, I hate to. You'll say have it. to see our review, but we did end up getting um, Cape May Cafe, and that was on opening night. No, it was, was two it? nights later, a night or two later. I thought it was no, it was an opening night. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you got Cape May right after it just reopened. Yes. Um, and the funny part about it is, is that we really wanted to try Chef Mickey's, and this was the day after it opened. We actually went really early and we got a walk-up reservation, so that's, which was that's a shocking. You're going to see some people walk up and ask if they have reservation. It never hurts to go up and ask. Yeah, absolutely. Because some of them will say, no, we're only, uh, I think, be our guest was we were absolutely only on the app. Or one of them was yeah, on the app. Yeah, and Olga's Cantina was harder to get into. We tried a few times and every time they were full. Yeah, and they'll tell you, you know. They'll tell keep you trying or keep the, trying or you know. Sometimes, around. if you're lucky and walk up, maybe you might just kind of win the jackpot. But it's not common. Yeah. yeah, so it's one of those things. So I actually be- made an ADR for Olga's Cantina. So if our you next see it, if you see it on their app saying there's no reservations and you're right there, go ask. Yeah, I mean, you never know what might happen. They may have an opening that they don't. Somebody know canceled or somebody got done eating faster than they anticipated. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you just don't know. So. Yeah. Um, that's why we got Chef Mickey and we love Chef Mickey. Yeah. yeah. Watch it. And if you want, you can watch our review and see how the character interactions, what the meal was like. Cause it's a whole, it's a little different experience than before. Yep. And so there's a lot of things that have changed. Um, we are going to do a full video on, um, tips and planning. Yeah. So we're going to go in a lot more deeper on our YouTube channel. I mean, from magic Club express going to the airport to everything. I, I mean, we could do a whole like five series. Oh, we could talk about this for three hours right now. What, everything uh, I, I think I, we could go over. Yeah. It's so just we a just lot. decided we will give you guys tidbits as we go. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that we talk about. So the big, the big takeaway takeaways here is one, make sure you have patience. Second of all, it's not the cast member's fault. They are, I feel horrible for the cast members because they are going through so many Changes. growing pains and things that are going on. It's not their decisions of what's happening to them and, some of and those- what's happening in the parks. Um, a lot of them, I'm sure, would have had really great ideas how to manage it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're frustrated because a lot of people are frustrated and taking their frustrations out on the cast members. So please be kind to your cast members. We usually, um, we're doing one big generalized podcast today, but uh, we had so many great cast member interactions. 
that we did shout outs on all of our upcoming Walt Disney World YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, and so the other thing is one also the, in this situation and this time in this situation at this time, the app is your best friend and yes. make sure you have an extra battery for your phone. Kim has a, an iPhone 12 Pro Max, you know, that huge and has a ton of yeah, battery. Yeah, I use it for pictures. I get really cool so, fixtures yeah. off of it. But she has a huge battery in that phone. And I still was using a, a fuel back, rod. The backup. I was literally trying not to use my phone as much as I could. But I was the one checking dining. I was the one yeah. trying to keep up with all of our social media. I was trying to keep up with everything that was going on in Disney. Plus, then again. And you're trying to check wait times. And it's. And then we have our son that was back with our my parents. And we were checking so, on them. So, so it, it, was, just, it was stuff that we had to do. But it's with you increased capacity with all this stuff, you're checking wait times consistently. You're checking right, dining reservations. You're checking everything so much on that app that it's, it's going to start killing your oh. phone. So I would say that is very important for you to have a uh, battery. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to go with the flow. All right. So real quick, just I want to put one more tip out there. August 16th, they're ending the magic bands that are free for annual pass holders. So if you are an annual pass holder and have not gotten one yet, I just put in orders for ours just as a backup because we do have our ones that we got in the park that were nicer. And we haven't lost any of them before, have we? Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> anyway, so I bought, I got, I ordered us the th the backups so that we'll have them just in case we lose one or something happens or when the battery dies because we've had that one for a bit, so the battery will be a little bit better in these magic bands. Yep. Just an FYI, if you are, you might want to think about that. And so, talking about having to get going and doing things, we got to get going to a baseball game. Yay! So Hayden has a game. Uh, so with that, I think it's time to say. For this incredibly long <laughs> podcast, and we'll have a whole bunch more news and updates. And we'll probably next, next share week. tips and stuff as to what we've learned that as we go along in these yeah. in the next few weeks. So, with that, I think it's time for us to say goodbye and find, find your, your magic. magic. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone.